Hey guys, welcome to WDWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. Howdy, folks. And Fedra Ekris. Hello, everybody. So, tonight's show, we're basically going to cover news. Whole lot <laughs> of news. Whole lot of news going on. Um, neither one of you has seen Spider-Verse, have you? I did. You did. You did. did. You really? I haven't gotten to see it yet. And Jack has not. Oh, my goodness. So what'd you think, Fedra? Uh, you know, I went in there open. I tried to, like, push your thoughts <laughs> far away. Uh, but I, I started to really see what you were saying. Uh, definitely agree that for the segment overall, it was long for what it should be. I personally did like to see the 20 million different variations of Spider-Man. To me, I thought it was cool. Um, I was like, oh, that's different. Oh, that's neat. And, oh, that's an older Spider-Man. Oh, that's cute. And, you know, I liked seeing that. And, and I would definitely play it back to see that. Um, effects, I mean, in certain parts, I was just like, this is um, either rushed or just too much uh, at once in certain portions of the story i do feel like they made miles like super uber important that cliffhanger was bullshit (laughs) here we go sorry watch the language i was just like like i was just like no he's like you gotta be kidding me like it's it's like it literally leads you into that and then i'm like and it's and it's like oh now i have to wait for two more years awesome well, year. Awesome. I know. Uh, but two years no, between? Certain? No, one year. One year, okay. But it makes you feel like that. You're just like, okay, because you just, now you have questions and you want to know and you're just like, what the heck? Like, you know, I, I really didn't like it. Uh, I liked what I found out. I thought that was a nice twist and I thought that was cool. I had, of course, my thoughts of it. Like, because I, I always like to play detective, so I always want to figure it out. So, um, and I know we'll talk about this more because it's in in the news a little bit. Um, but I just I didn't like the whole what's his name, um, Miguel or Miguel or Emmanuel Spider Man, oh, Miguel O'Hara. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole like, I just, I just don't want to see a Spider-Man as a villain. And maybe yeah, that's just, you know, I mean, he was, he kind of was. He was uh, like ganging up on Miles like crazy in this film. And it's just like, I don't know, Jack. Maybe I'm just like really like fluff butterflies and and rainbows with Spider-Man. It's just like I do not want to see Spider-Man ever as like negative. So to me, it was just like, I, I don't like this. Like, I want you to cut this out. I want you to redo it completely because I don't like it. Um, the characters I didn't like. I mean, I didn't like the, oh, well, I might be spoiling it for Jack, so I won't say anything. But one of the characters I didn't really like. It's not believable. Um, she rides a motorcycle and she has all this sass and this attitude. And it's just like, oh, get over yourself. Um, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, Joe. Oh, yeah, it was Spider-Woman. <laughs> yeah. And um, I really like the relationship of Gwen and Miles. 
and I don't even mean like romantically. Like I don't even want it to go there. I really like the friendship. I like how they have this thing in common. I like their parallels with their parents and that like was interesting. So I don't want it to go into a romantic realm either. Because that's just like over and done with. And we've seen that 50 million times, just like we've seen Ben yeah. die 50 million times, you know? Well, but well, I, I, I don't I did like what they're say, doing with it, you know? I did want to say, I mean, that's what kind of annoys me is that, you know, they're kind of pushing the relationship between Gwen and Miles. But it reminds me of Captain America and um, what's her name? Yeah. Becky Carter. Le- Peggy yeah, Carter. The, uh, yeah, he the barely, last dance thing. Yeah. Yeah, he barely knew her. I mean, Miles mm-hmm. and and Gwen probably knew each other for less than twenty hours. I would say uh, even less than that. I'm sure. You yeah, know, but but I get in their defense, they're teens. You know, like I know, but but like five years goes by, and the both of them can't stop thinking of of each other. It's not like, and plus they weren't alone; they were part of a group too. It's just a little bit out of. Yeah, but they were a- they were able to still contact each other at the end of the first movie. But they didn't really. Didn't they? I, I, I mean, I got the impression that they. No, were... they did. They did, but I think that that's actually a scene for from this movie. You know, but I think it takes place. I'm I'm saying five years might not be five years, but it's definitely a couple of years after uh the first one i guess it couldn't be five years because he's not that much older say it's like about two or three years you know it could still be like puppy love and like you know the girl that got away kind of feeling and then now it's like oh oh, oh, it's been a few years yeah i got yeah i have these little sketches and you're you're in my diary like you know like i thought that was cute you know but i feel like at this point yeah it should be more of a friendship because the time has passed um, so I don't like that kind of development and what they're doing. Also, Joe, I totally disagree with you about, uh, dad bod Spider-Man with the kid. I thought what? it was so cute. Which um, one? Oh, you mean Peter? Yeah. Like him as a dad and with the kid, I think that's adorable. I, I thought it. it was so cute. It, it had such great comedy and I like that Miles told him off. I think it was a great moment to be like, yeah, like I got this, and like you've changed, and you're different, and I, I really liked that. Quite honestly, I, I hated that he was in a pink <laughs> robe and was carrying around the baby in a, in a harness, and the baby had spider powers. It just cheapened so the movie. So cute. I, I, I would have if I would have edited this movie, and I would have edited a lot because it's too damn long, you know. But I would have gotten rid of that stuff. I just didn't like it. I would have made it a better movie. You know, it, it's kind of like copycatting. Um, already forgot his name. Uh, Mando and Groku. Yeah. Well, yeah, that. It's almost like a the, parallel there, you know? I guess so. It's, so. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I think, again, it, it, it's someone is pushing role reversal, you know, where they want to focus on like the man taking care of the baby while the woman goes to work. Uh, Not that there's necessarily anything wrong with it, but it's. Well, Mary Jane was there. Like he put 
he put she the baby in the crib and Mary Jane was there. And that's what I thought was cool. It's like, oh, we got to suit up. We got to go. And the little baby's all ready to go with the mask. Like, I thought that was hilarious. It was almost like, this is my thing with dad. And like, bye, mom. You know, <laughs> like, I thought it was totally different. It was like, no, I, I want to like do it. what dad does. He's cool. You know, like, I don't want to stay even talk. Mom. She's like but, Grogu. She can't even talk. Yeah, but the mannerisms were there to show like she she was rebellious already. Like she was already like, I want to be part of the adventure. I want to go with Miles type of thing. And now did they have Mayday Parker too. in there? That was Mayday Parker. Well, Mayday was, Parker was a teenage no, teenager she's, when she's, she made her she's, debut. She's a toddler. She's yeah, a baby. Okay. Um, but like I'm saying, she's fat too, which I don't understand. I guess babies yeah. are supposed to look that way, but she was way too chunky, I would say, for his, his kid. For those, for both of their, Mary Jane and Peter's kid, you know. I don't know. I didn't like it. It's nice you liked it. Well, you like Grogu. I don't like him. Um, you know, whatever. We'll just leave it at that. Sissy stuff. Um, no, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a good movie. Um, I, I think Jack will like it, but I think I, so too. I think um, what annoys me, I hate when people do this, is they make it like it's the best movie that's ever been made. It's like forget Casablanca, Gone with the Wind, Wizard of Oz. You know? Oh yeah, like, that's so that's a little stretch. Yeah, no. Uh, and whenever I go on Reddit, it's like it's the most amazing movie. I can't stop thinking. I can't stop crying. I'm in bed and I'm crying. It's like grow up. When are the aliens going to invade us and see if these people go to war? Because they won't. They won't. They'll be hiding in their cellars and they'll be crying and they won't be praying to God because they don't believe in them. I don't know what the hell they're going to do, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards, all of them. Probably I mean, drugs. I, They'll probably yeah. resort to drugs. I, I just don't get people that are like... I, I'm surprised we haven't heard from Kevin Smith because Kevin Smith usually has to pipe in and say what he feels about everything. And he usually will say, I cried. I cried 10 times in the theater. And it's like, yeah. No, that's yeah. because he always wants to get a free ticket. Yeah. But True. all these people saying that they were crying, it's like, seriously, grow up. I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> you know? That's what I heard a lot when I was growing up. Tough love from Joe Hogan. <laughs> that made me stop crying. Tough love, yeah. So what would you, what number would you give it? And don't give me two out of four. <laughs> Close, three out of five. Three out of five. Um, I think it's a great animated film. I would definitely see it again, but it's not amazing. And it's not the most amazing animated film I've ever seen. So again, you know, it's a big deal. When I'm sitting there, and I, I think, I think exactly when it was too long for me was you'll probably be surprised, Joe. Was they go down this wormhole and they go to one of the Spider-Man's scenes where they have to save that bus from the bridge. Oh yeah, that's when I started falling asleep. See exactly yeah. then. So there's yeah. a there's a pinpoint there in my attention span where I was just like, when is this? This is still going. Like, 
I feel that's, like we're, uh, we're not even done. And that's very alarming to me. Like, I really want to be in the movie. I want to be immersed. I don't want to feel like it's too long. That's, that's losing, that's losing me, you know? So I really take not offense to it, but that's going to really affect the rating because if everything else is great, but I'm losing interest in the attention span, I mean, I'm sorry, that, then it's really not good. Do you think that may just, may just be because how many times have we seen the bus on the bridge save in other movies? No, it just was, it's was length. Just something about it. Yeah, we didn't, it, it, that's when they were in India, right? Yeah, and it was, Jack, it was a great scene. I really liked it, how it was done, but it was just at that particular point, I'm like, are, are, shouldn't we wrapping up this movie? And we weren't. It was like, we got a long way to go. <laughs> it is a little bit like the Wizard of Oz, like where like he goes on this journey and he meets all these different Spider-Man and he's like, look at me, I'm from India, you know, and um, and this is my girlfriend who's like a Mary Jane and all that. It, you know, and like part of me had the fear, it's like, how many other worlds are they going to visit and how many Spider-Men are we going to meet? Uh, and we met a lot. I mean, it wasn't millions. It was, I think it was over 200. But it, it's like, I, I, I would have cut all that crap out. And I said the same thing with the, the first one. And I still think the first one's a superior movie over this one. I agree. I, but I yeah. do think this one was well written. You know, it had me on the end of my seat, on the edge of my seat, like when, uh, you know, towards the end. So it definitely grabbed me back again but I did fall asleep around the same time Fedra did. And Dan said he started nodding off at times too, and he enjoyed it. So yeah, there's something, there's something there, you know, didn't have to be, what was it? It was two hours and 20 minutes. No, good movie. But again, it, it makes me sick when I go on Reddit again, and people are saying it's, it's the best movie, best superhero movie ever made, best movie ever made. But again, it's kids. It's like they haven't seen like Pulp Fiction or other classic movies. They they see this and they're like, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. I got to go see it again because it is the greatest thing I'll ever, ever see in my life. Well, you know, you also got to keep in mind it's the brand new, mostly yeah. sort of syndrome. It's a new car smell. Um, all right. Let's get into the news. So Captain America 4, New World Order, has now a new name, and it's called Brave New World. Thoughts, people? Just jump in. Um. <laughs> how, do, how do I put this? Um. I'm so unexcited about this movie. I really don't care that they've changed the title. Um, however, I think both of the titles have been sort of overused. Like New World Order. That's been used. It's even been used in wrestling. Well, that's what I know from. <laughs> No, no, I mean, they, they've used this, this, that same title for years, like the Red, the Red Skull used it uh, at one point, 
Um, the Secret Empire has used it. Uh, heck, even in Star Wars, you know, what was it? Hux was yelling about it. New Order! You know, <laughs> it's it's just... It sounds ominous and stuff, but it's not really something really creative. Uh, Brave New World. Um, I have the same reaction. It's pulled out of literature. I, I don't know. I think I think it just shows the lack of creativity that's going on uh, with the MCU, which is why they're having so many problems since they started Phase 4. Uh, I just, you know, I, I just can't get excited about this movie. I just don't really care, you know, about Sam Wilson as Captain America. I liked him as the Falcon. So, who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll hear more about it uh, that might drum up some interest. But right now, like, changing a title... Uh, that's not really a big deal to me. Yeah. I could be totally off, but I thought maybe it would like spark up like all the conspiracy theorists because of their whole thing about the new world order and, and like how they're going to like attach this to Marvel and like have that same theme of like apocalypse and end of the world type of thing. I could be wrong, but it is pretty exactly the same you know verbiage so i thought maybe they're like yeah let's just try and avoid that and not be so close to that so let's just do a brave new world uh i think that originally new world order was going to be similar to what is that called uh was it secret secret empire secret empire where you know cap was basically a nazi i thought they were going to bring him back and um you know sam would have to defeat them racism would be addressed uh, heavily in this but i think after all of this the things that have been going on with their movies and seeing them fail at the box office are starting to open their eyes and they're saying well maybe let's just make a captain america movie and we won't address racism you know we'll just have it where he he has an enemy that he has to defeat. He's got a new partner that has to fight side by side with him. And um, Brave New World, I'm not sure what that means, but it is a more positive, you know, sounding name than a New World Order because New World Order sounds like someone's taken over that uh, is powerful. And right, it just sounds very ominous. Yeah, good point. So, but, and I, I did hear too that people complained about it because uh, I, I think it's like a, a racist term that has been used um, amongst, uh, if it had to do with Israel, I don't know. Um, but someone referred to, again, I don't know, whatever confrontation that they were having, maybe with, with um, Palestine. Uh, they might have used the word new order or new world order. And so they, of course, people on the internet complained. And then Disney probably just said, all right, whatever you say, my Lords, <laughs> you know, and uh, just changed it. But it does sound like it's just going to be 
there's going to be a lot of hulks in this movie. And um, because Harrison Ford plays Thunderbolt Ross, sure, he's going to turn into a Hulk. I'm sure Mark Ruffalo will make an appearance. Well, I she mean, they've, al they've already said that uh, that Ross is going to be the Red Hulk in this. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he's going to be... The Red Hulk was not like the Green Hulk, where he was an out-of-control char you know, character. Like, the Hulk is all rage. He gets mad, he smashes everything. Uh, Thunderbolt Ross had his wits about him. He was still uh, Ross underneath. You know, mm. it was just he was, you know, a thousand pounds of red muscle. So, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be the villain or what's going to happen with it. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't really been following cause I'm not interested in it either. Well, that's now you see Thunderbolts are more interested in than Captain America. Uh, I'll have to see a trailer first, you know, but fair we'll, enough. We'll, yeah. But I mean, as far as the characters go, I think the characters are a, interesting mix i mean it's good to see bucky back again uh the widow's sister elena and her uh not quite father, father. red guardian i thought red guardian was a lot of fun in the black widow movie um so yeah so i mean i that mix of characters is is interesting to me because uh, i think we could see a lot of fun interactions but like I said, uh, Sam Wilson is Captain America. Doesn't do anything for me. Well, they're filming, but I think there's going to be a lot of cancellations too. I wouldn't be surprised if the, the Thunderbolts were, were canceled or if the Avengers movies were delayed uh, because they kind of see the writing on the wall. They're not making money from these movies and something's wrong. Uh, like again, Ant-Man. Yeah. I, so I guess it did bomb at the box office. It didn't make any money, you know? And, uh, even though I was rewatching it on Disney plus and I'm, I'm still enjoying it. Oh yeah. You know, um, I can see why it didn't make an awful lot of money, but I'm still enjoying the movie. I just, like I said, the, the, there's a lot that's wrong going on with the MCU, um, but they're sticking to their guns. They're, they're not changing course. They're going to drive it right into the rocks. And yeah. uh, no one wants to say, you know, hey, Captain, what are, what are we doing here? Yeah, I, I just don't understand it. it. And I think we, we talked about this last week that Elemental is coming out next week, which is a mistake putting it up against the Flash. And uh, that's looking to make $40 million in the opening weekend. And I don't think that's going to be a hit for them. Right now, it's it's got negative reviews. It's uh, the next couple of movies, and we'll, all right, we'll we'll move on because we'll we'll talk about other movies. But a lot of their movies are just they're they're gonna have a bad year this year. I don't see what 
out there in the horizon. Another bad year. Yeah. So Chris Hemsworth's children's friends were ragging on him and told him they didn't like Love and Thunder. You know, they said it was too funny and there wasn't enough action. And I think they ragged on the special effects, which good for them. I'm glad they said it to him. I'm sure those weren't the only people that said it to him, but it's it's cool that kids can be honest that way. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, they're talking to you, Joe. You'd be like, you selfish brats. <laughs> like, go play in traffic. Yeah, go, yeah, go play in traffic. I, I mean, yeah, I think it's good for him to hear it, too, though, because, like, it's easy, especially in Hollywood, when you're surrounded by yes people and, like, oh, good job and everything. It, but it's like, like you just said, like, kids don't lie. Like, they, they look forward to Thor. Like, the last thing, you know, you want is to, like, avoid, you know, the next film. Like, I think even in an article, he didn't, like, pull out say it was terrible, but he did say that maybe they had too fun too much fun and that they made mm. the film too playful and they did that was like across the board yeah, yeah he's kind of it hasn't held up well in rewatching either yeah like there's certain parts i i do like um natalie portman as the mighty thor i liked um gore i think they kind of I, I don't know. They they he almost kind of made him a little playful in a sick way. Uh like when he's talking to the kids and he has he's playing with, you know, the the head of an alien or something. Um it 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 just uh, I don't know. They they kind of tried to make him interesting they had him doing macabre humor and that's that's not what the character is like in the comics the character in the comics is actually pretty scary um but you know having even have letting him have humor um it kind of doesn't it it just doesn't hold up as well as ragnarok which is the same director, same screenwriter and all that, Ragnarok holds up much better than Love and Thunder. And I think a lot of it is because of they did go a little too silly. Like the uh, even the opening scene with Thor when he's fighting the aliens to save the palace, you know, and he's doing the split, you know, it's kind of one of those yeah it's a funny moment but there's too much of that and i think i think that's what hurts the hurts the movie well the problem again is that there was a certain time when things started to change and they had it where they had to make thor look like an idiot and they didn't have to but they did and that's not Thor. Thor. Thor is stubborn. He might be naive about things. Uh, you know, he might be arrogant, but he's not stupid. And they kind of made him stupid to, again, elevate the two females that he was with, you know, Valkyrie and Jane Foster. And that's, that's always wrong. I hate when they do stuff like that. Um, 
he he still showed that he was powerful and they were impressed with the things that he did, but he shouldn't be a buffoon. And he was a buffoon in uh, Endgame. You know, they made him Fat Thor. And it, it's just his his character has gone downhill ever since uh, Infinity War, you know, which is kind of sad. Um because he was such a strong and powerful character. And I, I can understand. I think, I think he was good in Infinity War. No, I do. I said, I said, well, I meant after Infinity okay, War. Yeah. He was great in Infinity War. I think that was probably the best betrayal of Thor, you know, that, that he did. You know, it was a lot of emotion. It showed a lot of strength. Yeah, but it, was, it also, it also, it had the right balance because, like I said before about the MCU Thor, he enjoys being Thor. Not he anymore. Has, he he has fun being Thor. Like he's a superhero. He's not being gloomy. He's he's out there having adventures and enjoying it. And um you got that. You still you still got that through Infinity War. In Endgame at the beginning, he was good because he was still pissed off. But then once they turned him into, you know, washed up Thor, you know, I think that joke went along too long. Yeah. Like when he decided he's going to fight, you know, that the big fight with Thanos is coming, you know, and he's going he's gonna to step up and take him down. Uh, he should have gone back to regular Thor, not stayed fat Thor, as you say. Um it would have been nice to see him return to like him at his peak and just going off and wailing on Thanos, you know, so missed opportunity. Yeah. I, I think he still can make a comeback. It'll probably take a couple of years because I know he's taking some time off, but he can't work with Takiti, whatever his name is, Wakiti. No, I think um, I think that guy's overstayed his welcome at this point. He has. I don't like his movies, and you know, again, there are people out there they just like him because they think he's cool. Yeah, he needs to go, and he's doing the Star Wars movies. Apparently, uh, I really hope that doesn't come to fruition. No. Well, you know what? I think he. I think Star Wars would be a good pairing for him. We need a Star Wars that's fun. And I think he'll put the fun into it. But it's the silliness that he, he crosses that line. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I never want to see a bad MCU movie or a bad Star Wars movie. Yep. Point. I, I want these movies to be great. I yeah. want to enjoy them. I want to be able to watch them anytime I'm flipping channels and just happen to land on one. You know, I want, I really want that. And I, I, I maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe I just don't know who they're making these movies for. That I just don't, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't happening. I don't know if they know anymore. <laughs> No, I think they know who they're making the movies for. Well, they're making them for themselves. They're not making them for us. You know, it's like the writer, I think, when they write like a, a Marvel movie or a Star Wars movie, they see themselves in the role and they want to push a certain agenda at times and they want to be 
more diverse and inclusive. And it's like, well, we just want the characters from the comic books. And can't we just have that? You know, can't we have stories like that? And no, we have but, such a great character, you know? But you can have you can have inclusiveness, but they always take the lazy writing route. They're like, well, we really don't need to develop this because as, as long as we stick this agenda item, this checklist item in there, people will be happy. Who cares if it really doesn't make that much sense? You know, or we'll play it off as a joke so everybody will laugh about it and automatically welcome it in. Uh, it's it's just it's just so much damn easy e lazy writing. That that's that's what it is. And that's what's hurting these movies. Spider-Verse was super inclusive. <laughs> they had a spider woman that was in a wheelchair. Yeah. Well, isn't well, isn't Madam Web? I think Madam Web is usually well, she used to be in a wheelchair because she was like Aunt May old. Oh, I don't know, but Joe's no, Joe's Aunt May old, not Marissa Tomei <laughs> old. You know, but she was like a hundred years old and you know she was she was doing the Professor X thing, you know. No, this, this one would swing with uh, she'd have web shooters and webs would shoot out from a wheelchair spokes, I think. <laughs> e okay, all right. I haven't seen it yet, so she might have been like one of the only people that could defeat Miles, <laughs> you know, just because they had to check a box. Um, yeah, you right, see, and you see, that's the problem. You know, there shouldn't be a checklist. Yeah, the fact that you're making a checklist of oh, I've got to stick this in, it doesn't really go with anything else, but I got to stick it in somehow. If you're going to have that, you have to have the writing skills to back it up and not be lazy with the characters. Spider Verse was good writing, though. Sorry, for uh, that. I'm not trying to go on a tangent, but I did watch a video today, which I could send you all later, where they said that's exactly what they're doing for the next Oscars where there's now even a more strict checklist oh, yeah, no, I know in that. order to be Oscar winning. Well, I don't yeah. know if Jack knows. No, no I, I, think we, yeah, I think we discussed this. In order for you to be nominated for Best Picture, you have to have a certain percentage of people of color in the movie. And uh, if you don't, you won't be nominated for Best Picture. So like, if you do something like Little Women, like half of the Little Women, half of the little women have to be people of color and it's you, you not only do they have to be they they can't be extras they have to be um main characters there's like this stupid even if criteria. it doesn't make sense yeah i mean richard dreyfus went off against it not too long ago and there's a lot of people that are against it but it's just like it's hollywood they're like we're doing this for the benefit of mankind but it's not going to make real it's going to make them happy it's not going to make the viewers happy and it's just stupid and i think what's going to happen is people are just going to say well screw it because like you know tarantino and uh scorsese they're like well i don't care and don't nominate my movie for best picture you know like a pulp fiction lost to forrest gump they're not going to well i don't know did they give him an oscar for 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? They might have, I forget. I think parts of it were not. Uh, well, the actors were him. nominated for a few parts. I don't think it was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, so I, could I, be wrong. I, I could be wrong too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it might have. Well, you see, here's the problem. We've gotten uh, so tired of their stuff, we're not watching it anymore. So that's why we're not remembering it. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, who cares? Who cares who the best pictures are? I'm not going to see any of these movies anyway because they're not interesting. They're not fun. And Fedra, are you on the ball? Yeah, it was uh, nominated for 10 uh, awards. So best production design, best actor in a leading role, best actor in a supporting role, best picture. Oh, it did get best picture. Okay. But did it, but did it win? Um, no, but it was just nominated for uh, 10 awards. I know see. it won. Uh, Brad Pitt won for best uh, maybe supporting actor. <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell, you know, who's the best actor there. Yeah, I'm in the wiki. Um, let's see. Which ones did they win? Just think, was Samuel Jackson in that movie? I don't think he was. Uh, awards was best production design. Oh, I think it. I think it did win all of these. It's confusing to tell. I'm sorry, but it, no, it does right. look like it won multiple things, so that's cool. Yeah. Anywho. Actually, I don't even think I've seen that film. Is it good? Yeah, it's funny. When I first saw it, I wasn't crazy about it because it was pretty long. And it's uh, one of those, it's almost like an alternate universe sort of thing. It was based on Charles Manson and uh, what's her name? The the girl, the actress that got murdered. Uh, Sharon Tate, you know. Yeah. But it's... Uh, You'd have to watch it, uh, but the more I watch it, like I've watched it a couple of more times, I really like it. The acting is very good. That's the whole thing is that Quentin Tarantino is a great director and he gets the best out of his actors. Like if he, you do a scene and he doesn't like it, he's like, we're doing it over. You know, we're doing it over. We're doing it over. And I just don't think they do that now with Marvel and Star Wars. They're like, all right, that's good. They're like almost like afraid to tell their actors that they did something that they didn't like. They're like, well, we'll just use it. <laughs> you know, that's what I feel whenever I see a lot of these movies. Now I just don't feel like the actors are giving their best effort. And, and well, supposedly care. James Gunn had them shooting that, that end fight scene for like days until it, it, they got it to a point where it flowed the right way. Well, he's a good director though. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying him, but it's just like, you're, regular director that you have directing Eternals or uh, Shang-Chi and all that. Anyway, so uh, X-Men 97, which is uh, they're redoing the animated X-Men 97 for Disney+. Plus. So the showrunner was accused of whitewashing Sunspot because the voice actor that they cast, I think, was Brazilian, but he's light-skinned. Now, again, I remember Sunspot, but I don't remember what 
he looked like in the comics. I, you know, I mean, like, did he have an alter ego? <laughs> I mean, what, you know, like a secret well, identity? No. I mean, the, the X-Men don't have, like, really alter egos. These, these powers, Scott Summers is always Scott Summers. Yeah, and you can see what he you looks know. like, but but could you see what Sunspot looks like? Um, well, not really, because what happened was, like, when he turned into Sunspot, he turned like completely, completely black. I don't mean racially black. I mean, he was like black and he had sort of like a yellow aura around yeah, him, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. like now human you... torch has yeah um what wasn't he in x-force didn't he start in x-force i remember him in the new mutants oh maybe it's the new mutants yeah, yeah. and um he, he was he was kind of cool character i liked sunspot i actually I, I liked that new mutants team overall um but if it's a cartoon and I haven't seen it, but if it's a cartoon and they're all drawn animated, how, how can they complain that the character doesn't sound, doesn't sound uh, dark enough? ethnic enough maybe does he have an accent or anything in the cartoon i'd assume he does because again the actor is brazilian you know because i if they have him they probably have cannonball in it and you know uh cannonball sounds like a hick you know with little yalls and yeah i was helping my pa out on the farm you know like I can't. I can't even do the accent. I'm like, I don't know. He was on the farm helping his father. You mean? <laughs> exactly. You gotta. You gotta have that southern twang. You know, really, really listen to it and drag it out. No, I don't think it was southern. It was more like a like Georgia when he going like a, you know, like the rooster. <laughs> like, Man, you can, you can be into killing mockingbird, Fedra. <laughs> These superpowers sure help bringing in the cows from the field. You know, like he really did. He sounded like a country bumpkin. Uh, and it, that's how they nice. wrote it. You know, like I've was not I apostrophe V E. It was like A H apostrophe V E, you know, of. Oh, uh, well, yeah. He was a redneck. Yeah. You know, yeah. Not, but he wasn't stupid. He, that's just, they wrote his accent in his yeah. dialogue. Y'all, hey, y'all. Um, yeah, so I don't know if they do that in the X Men '97 cartoon, but I don't know. I just, I just don't understand. You know how you whitewash a cartoon? Well, again, people on social media just love to complain about the stupidest thing, and if they can call something racist, they'll call it racist. Yeah, and um, I think I think you said, but he's he, he's portrayed by a Brazilian, a Brazilian. 
So if he if he has a Brazilian accent, I mean, it's not like it's not Colombian, but it's it's like Brazilian, maybe more Peru, more Spain. Oh, like I, that, I've known you in the back. You can talk in the back, like You know. <laughs> I've known enough Brazilians to know they do have an accent, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Not that it's a bad accent, but it they do have an accent, and at least if it would be whitewashing if the character sounded like your typical, I don't know, typical collegiate white person. I don't know. Um, but I, I think in the comic he was also Puerto Rican. So a Brazilian accent would kind of fit well enough. I mean, I, I like I said, I don't understand the the problem people are having with it, but I haven't watched the cartoon, so I, I remember the '97 cartoon, and I love the voices in the '97 cartoon. Everybody I felt was perfect. Wolverine—that's how I pictured him to talk as—and uh, Professor X. Not Patrick Stewart, Professor X in that cartoon is how I picture Professor X to talk. Uh, everyone, Cyclops, Colossus, Jean Grey, Jubilee, you know, they got the voices so good. Rogue. Now, you and, see, uh, Ro Rogue, I always thought that was almost st insultingly stereotypical. Oh, a Southern drawl. Her, her really southern drawl and everybody's sugar and you know I, I don't know I've worked with people from Atlanta and none of them has spoken like that <laughs> and and from other areas in the south and none of them have ever spoken like that that's funny uh, when I used to read the comics I used to think Gambit was French because he was always saying mon ami you know um, well, he's Cajun, yeah. He's like yeah. New Orleans Cajun. Yeah, but I, I couldn't get into the, the cartoon like like you you did, I guess, because I mean, some of the characters I never liked Jubilee, never liked Gambit, and they were always such. They were always a focus of a lot of stuff in that. I, Gambit was so hot at some point. I remember. I think he was on top of Wolverine, you know, like his in popularity. Um, it, it's just funny, like back in the day, like when things would be popular again, like cable became really hot at some point. Um, yeah. You know, it's, but no, I always liked Gambit. I don't understand why he didn't like Gambit. He, he looked cool. He had that cool head thing on and the long, you know, French coat. coat like, yeah, yeah, you know, and the staff. It's like, and he carried around a deck of playing cards. Come on, man. I, I mean, I like, like, I liked Gambit, but I always, I personally always thought Wolverine was head honcho, but I did like the, the fighting in between of Cyclops and Wolverine because I always liked how Cyclops, to me, per perceived more of a leader, being logical, thinking about the team where Wolverine was always the loner and like being mm. creative or thinking ahead. So I liked that dynamic all the time, personally. Well, that's how I felt he was too. I don't think Wolverine should ever be a leader of the X-Men. It should always No, he's, be. he's the scrappy fighter guy. 
Yeah, and he's like, I don't need you, but he sticks around anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you see, I think that's the part Wolverine started to play, and they moved him out of that. They started making Wolverine a leader. Yeah, they got, he became too popular. Yeah, and a victim I, of their own success. You remember they had that cartoon Wolverine and the X Men? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, they just went a little too crazy. But getting back to this, it's like, uh, you know, people just complain about stuff like God of War is uh, he's Kratos is based on uh, Greek mythology or whatever. Um, the guy that voices him is black and he does such a good job. You know, you can't picture anyone else doing the voice, you know, and but isn't he great? <laughs> Well, I don't know if you say he's gray or white, you know. That's um, what I'm saying. Like, I like. I don't have a game system God of War is on. So, um, but everything I've always seen him, like, he doesn't look black. He doesn't look white. He looks. I will say he's gray. <laughs> yeah. But what pissed me off is, again, like, during all of the stuff that happened in 2020, you know, like with. Uh, you know, the stuff that happened with George Floyd was wrong, but people just went out of their minds and they started changing things. And one of the things that they changed was like if on the Simpsons, if, if, a if a white person was voicing a black character, they couldn't do it anymore. So like, you know, Dr. Hibbert, they replaced him with a, a black character and Carl, you know, they replaced him with a black act actor, voice actor. And, uh, I, I just didn't get it. You know, it's like, seriously, I mean, were people so offended by the fact that they didn't like that, you know, white actor was doing the voice for Dr. Hibbert for 30 something years. Well, yeah, that, that, like I said, and, and the same thing, Carl, I never, I never thought Carl didn't sound black. No, you know, but they, their voices fit, you know, and it's, just you know, stupid. I haven't I haven't even seen that character on the show for a while. I know Apu's gone. <laughs> Apu's gone. They made first they made him non-speaking for a long time, That's and now he's kind of gone. The whole quickie mark is is wrapped up. That is such. I can't. I hate, hate people. I hate certain people. <laughs> I don't hate them. I just don't like them. Hate's a strong word. <laughs> Okay. I don't know what to say. You know what I mean. Bah. Anyway, I, I think it's okay. People should just wait for this series to come out. I'm sure I'm gonna critique it. I'm I'm gonna have problems with it. I need to watch X-Men 97 again on Disney Plus. I'd never even heard of it, so I really do need to check it out as an X-Men fan. It's just I'm you I'm should. always has I'm always hesitant though because I'm always like super picky that I feel like I'm just gonna get upset, so I just don't watch anything. I mean, how old were you back in '97? It's a good question. <laughs> I, I don't know. Five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not hard to figure out. Probably grade school. I don't know. <laughs> Check out Wikipedia, Fedra. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Joe's going to groan at me, but I always like X-Men Evolution better than 
X-Men 97, so. Yeah. Well, I like the the anime X-Men too, which you probably hate. Oh, no. Okay, I, so animated series was that. in 1992. Well, that might have been one. Well, I don't know. I think it was 97. Um, they might have had an X-Men series. I think it ended in 97. Was it? Well, I thought that was the point of 97 was the new season. What is this? Fox's X-Men. Fox's animated X-Men. What is that, Fedra? Yeah, original release was October thirty-one, uh, October 31st, 1992 to September 20th, 1997. Okay, there you go. See, I'm an idiot. No, you're not. I am. I am. Hey, he's on a roll. Let him be. Stick my head in an oven. Jeez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was a good series. I, I liked it. I know... And they, they had Bishop in it too, which I, I like Bishop. I know Jack can't stand I that. liked I Bishop, that. yeah. Uh, and I liked Cable too. I liked Cable too. I, I like most of the X-Men. Yeah. I see, I don't think if you have Cable there, you don't need Bishop. I know, but it's nice to have both. I think they just look so cool. I don't know. They're two different body types. And I'm okay with having both of them. And they can be on different teams anyway. Uh, so, so, okay, Once. so 1997, I was possibly 12. Is oh, that 12? about right? So you could have been watching X-Men on, on your TV. Yeah, I was. Oh, yeah, I was. I had a little one. My dad gave me this tiny one with all the buttons. Had no remote. I had to push the button. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just surprised. <laughs> yep, and I had to, yep, crack the dial. Yep. I actually watched, I remember, I watched the, the uh, O.J. Simpson on that TV. Oh, yeah? I yep, remember I, watching that, too. I remember when it was on the chase and everything. That, that was crazy time. Yeah. <laughs> on that little TV. And, yep, and every Saturday morning on Fox, got my bowl of cereal. You did see it. You did say it. Wait a minute. Hold the phone here, lady. You just said yeah. you've never seen it. No, I did see it. I used to watch okay. it every Saturday on Fox. Oh, yeah. Oh, but No, I'm saying I avoided everything else, like all the oh, newer okay. movies or the newer cartoons, like because nothing was better than that. I was like, yeah, it's all whack. Like, And I probably right. should see the new stuff, but like... But you've seen all the new films. Like, they just, they don't do its justice, yeah, you know, you of the character. To, if you saw the Fox X-Men, you're good, Fetra. You don't need to see anything else. <laughs> Thank you. I'm good. All right. So, Superior Spider-Man is returning. In the, com in the comics. Yeah. Um, that's good news. But... um. They've Doc Ock created a clone body of Peter Parker after after the whole thing where they did the body swap and he took over S Superior Spider Man. Um, he transferred his essence into a robot called the Living Brain, uh, and then eventually transferred his consciousness from that robot into a cloned body of Peter Parker. So he was back being the spectacular Spider-Man. And I think he became i uh, I'm sorry, 
superior Spider-Man. I think he became like the superior octopus. Yeah, yeah. Right. And he was good. Honestly, I liked I liked Doc Ock trying to be a superhero. Because it didn't work because he's was too strict and stern as, you know, the mad scientist to really do the job well because he didn't have that restraint uh, that Peter Parker had. And eventually he became allies with Peter Parker. You know, sort of one of those uneasy truths sort of things. But somehow, and this is where I'm missing something from my Spider-Man continuity. Um, when the last run of Spider-Man started, uh, where it was like one storyline that ran for the whole series, Doc Ock was back in his old body. Now, I don't know where he got the old body back from. So instead of being Peter Parker, he was, you know, the short, stocky Otto Octavius that we've known forever. And I believe he's still stuck in that. He's still in his original body. So I don't know if they're going to transfer him again. Yeah, of course they will. Or is, it or is it going to be the further adventures of him when he was still the superior Spider-Man. Oh, okay, so you're saying. But uh, the superior Spider-Man, that was that was a great run. That was no, I know. Well, everybody loves it. You know, it's like yeah. That that, that was that was really good because you know people would would still not know what was going on. Like for example, you know. Superior Spider-Man swinging through the city, and he sees the black cat. You know, and she she approaches him all flirty and everything, and he's like, "You're a criminal!" And he like puts her in the hospital. You know, the Human Torch comes over. You know, and he's being his usual jackass of someone of himself, and you know, Octavius just isn't having any of it. Uh, and at one point. You know, the Avengers decide he's mind-controlled. It's Peter Parker, and he's mind-controlled. And it's like Superior Spider-Man. He fights the Avengers. So there was a lot of great moments like that. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I don't know if it's going to be told during that time period or if it's going to be new and he's going to become the Superior Spider-Man again. But... Uh, you know, and Dan Slott is writing it, who, you know, a lot of people don't like him. I I think he's I think he's pretty good with Spider-Man. I thought it was great on the FF. I wish he stayed there for a little while longer. But uh, it could be fun. It could be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I figured you'd be happy, uh, especially after the, the last run. I know a lot of people didn't like the last run. Well, the so. current yeah, is it it's still going on? <laughs> it's it's still going on. Oh boy. Um. All right. So there's a push on social media that Gwen Stacy is trans, 
in the movie Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Again, this is social media. And what does that it's the stupidest thing. Well, well, here's the thing. It's it's her outfit. Her outfit is white, uh, pink, and light green, which is the colors of the trans flag. But didn't she have that outfit like years and years before they even had a trans flag? I I don't think was it green. I remember it like black, white, and. Uh, black, white, gray, and pink. And it's a very cool costume design. No, it is. It is a cool you know, costume a design. A very cool costume design. I don't remember there being green on it. Well, I think that there is some in the... Uh, or do they stick it one. stick it in there just to make a statement? No, I, I think it's, it's... You know, well, you'll have to look at the pictures, but um, I think it's been like that for a while, actually. It doesn't look much different than the comic books. But anyway, what are your thoughts, Fedra? I mean, that's what I was saying. Like, again, going into the whole discussion of gender and sexual orientation, like that's where I have a problem with why can't they just be friends? Like why, why does it have to have a romantic point of view or why does that have to stand out so much? Like, I really like how the story is going until that part. To me, it makes more sense for them to be a team and be friends. And, like, I thought it was really cool how she had mentioned, like, the multiverse and the multi-relationships that there are with Gwen. I thought that was super cool and almost, like, mature, you know, even as a teen to say that. But now this whole thing of, like, oh, she's possibly trans and it's, like, they're going to have maybe that discussion, like, it's like, really, what's the significance of that? It's like you're magnifying that to be more important than it really is to the storyline of their friendship. Their friendship should be more important. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I, I was saying. Like, they're just they're just sticking this aspect in when it's not needed. It does, how does that further the story of? Miles in the Spider-Verse, you know, or even the story of the friendship. I just don't understand why that needs to be thrown in. There. But it, but it's not the writers that are doing it. It's people on social media that are saying that we think she is because of the colors of her suit, you know, and other clues. Like I think her father is wearing a badge and it has the colors on there, too. Which again, it could be because he's a fan of Spider Gwen, you know, or is it Spider Girl? Is that what she is? Uh, well, or Spider Woman? She, they were calling her Spider Gwen for a while, but you know, yeah, that Spider help Gwen. With, that that doesn't help with the secret identity. I think they're calling her now the Ghost Spider. Oh, okay. Or something like that. But uh, yeah, I just remember everybody always calling her Gwen. You know, like. She had the worst secret identity ever because you already had a spider woman and you already had a spider girl around. Yeah. So I, again, I, I, it's just people just making a big deal out of something that doesn't exist. And I wouldn't be surprised if they push Marvel 
to make that change in the comics, which I hope that's not the case, but that's the way the world goes now. I I hope not. She, she's, 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 she's pretty good in the comics. I don't think they need to throw that aspect in, but that's never stopped them from, well, not Marvel as much more DC. Yeah. Again, uh, that, that, that was never her character. Well, again, I'm not too familiar with Spider Gwen, but I don't believe that was ever her character. No, she had any kind of inclination towards it, but it's they just want it, so it, it might might happen. I I hope it doesn't. I doubt it'll happen, but you never know. Oh, oh, oh this just came out. Uh, Indy Five is looking to make sixty million dollars opening weekend, which means it's probably going to bomb because I think the the budget is like over three hundred million for Indy Five. Really? Wow. Well, it's been delayed, and they had a lot of reshoots, and uh, you know, it's. You know what? I wonder if we're going to see like the studios scaling back. They are. What they... They're doing because I mean, the fact that there aren't many movies that are making crossing that billion dollar mark anymore yet they're all getting more and more expensive as they're doing these you know de-aging effects for example you know i wonder if they're going to start you know going back to like you know what here's a straightforward story what can we what can we do with the actors we have you know we don't need to substitute or 100% 100% animate someone in CGI. Uh, like, over the weekend, for example, um, last weekend, the Fantastic Four movie was on. And they had Michael Chitlis in the uh, Thing suit. And I was like, you know what? With a couple of tweaks, that that... That suit really would have looked. Good. I thought that looked fine. I, I had no problem with, it, but I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, but I mean, it, even though it's it's a suit, um, and they changed the character's face so this way, Michael Chitlis could emote more easily. Uh, for example, a thing should not have lips. You know, just no. Um, but overall, the suit looked pretty good. How's he supposed to kiss Felicia? It's more like she she gives him a peck. It's you know, you know. Usually he's got just a slit, you know. And then there's been debates whether he has teeth or not, you know. But uh, like I said, it, it's the suit could have been tweaked and it would would have looked better. However it would impede the actor's emoting. But it didn't look bad. Uh, nowadays, they wouldn't even consider it. They'd be like, no, you're go- here's your uh, green suit with a bunch of ping pong balls all, all sewn onto it. You know, but like I said, it would keep the budget down. But Indiana Jones costing $300 million? Wow. I totally sidetracked you, Joe. Sorry. No, that's all right. I mean, I got what you were saying. Um, it, it doesn't, like, again, I know the spoilers for it. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to 
be the worst Indiana Jones movie, but it doesn't do any favors for the franchise either. Again, uh, my biggest problem with it is that they're using Phoebe Waller-Bridge. What they love to do is make Indy look dumb or weak so that they can elevate her. And uh, and I'm sure it's Kathleen Kennedy because she does that with everybody in Star Wars. It's like, you know, it's important to show that women are just as strong, if not stronger than men. But it doesn't always have to be that way in every single movie. It, it just exactly. gets tiresome. Yeah. Lazy. It's lazy. Yeah. Once again. Well, and it's again, it's like feeling out. forced. Yeah. You can't have, you can't show one being, someone being strong unless you make someone else look weak. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the problem. And also being the feminine being nurturing and graceful and loving and patient is strength. There's, I mean, no offense to y'all. I've seen them. I have seen them. I don't know them because I'm not a parent yet, but I have seen those guys where they can't handle five minutes with their kids. They can't. And you see that woman just come in and she just give one freaking look and those kids are just moving, you know? I'm sorry, that's a superpower. I don't know how that's done because, again, I'm not a mother just yet. <laughs> Excuse me. You have to spit on the devil for that. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, but, you know, men have their roles and they have their attributes that are great. And that should be celebrated just as much as women being celebrated. So I, I think what frustrates me is the way that these films are trying to emulate the same kind of strength that men do onto women when it really isn't fair. Um, because yes, there are women in history that were like Amazonian and like buff and like, yes, they were on a bear horse, you know, fighting and, you know, archers and all of that, but that's not the general aspect of women I, I like if they would just show the variety of women and not just show us like even in the women's spectrum like oh well if you're this way you're completely weak and fake you have to be this in order to be a strong bad you know what boss and then you could be taken seriously it's like you know what you really have no freaking idea what you're talking about and you have like, yeah, you have a social construct that you have projected and now you're projecting it on the entire population and you are literally attempting us to force to accept it. And the thing is, is that we're all smarter than that. We're better than that to just put everyone in one category and be like, yeah, that's the way it is. Nah, you're wrong. Sorry, I'm getting off the, the soaps box, but you got me all you got me all lit up again. <laughs> all right. Calm down there. <laughs> Killer. Um, yeah. No, but you see that—that's my worry about the Fantastic Four movie too. Mm -hmm. That Sue Storm is the feminine aspect in that group. She is the wife. She is the mom. You know, she she shouldn't be the. She's tough, 
and she calls people out on their stuff, but she's not the warrior woman. And that that's what I'm worried that they're going to get stuck and start portraying her as, you know, she's the boss. Well, you know what? For Well, they could also do the opposite. They can make her blonde and stupid, which is not the reality either. Right. But that's what I mean. For 60 years, you know, she she has been, like I said, she's been the mom. She's been the wife. She's been the friend, you know. And during some of the more unpopular runs, when they tried to make her into the warrior woman, it didn't work. But she's never... She's always appreciated on the team without being that boss, bitchy boss girl. That's that's not Sue Storm. But in the Marvel Universe, that's what the women have to turn it into. They have to be snarky. They have to be, you know, rough. And, you know, what makes her great is, you know, she wrangles in these three men on a regular basis, you know, and I hope they, they take that approach. They don't try to put her into this cookie cutter super heroine. Like she shouldn't be Captain Marvel. She's not Carol Danvers, you know? Well, Sue's probably, the strongest one on the team. They've actually, over the years, uh, they have turned her, you know, all of them will admit she's the strongest one on the team because of what she can do with the force fields. Yeah, and, and that's fine, you know, but, but like I mean, you even said, Dr. Doom has said, you know, that he's, she's the only one on the team he really worries about. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, so that but, says a lot. But yeah, but I, I, I agree with you. I don't want to see it like where she's at the the same level as Reed when it comes to intelligence and science. And I have a feeling that they'll probably do that where like lead won't Reed won't be the leader of the team. They'll be co-leaders. It'll be him and her or her, <laughs> you know. And again, right. this is Disney, like where they want to push uh she's not that old damsel in distress that she used to be, you know, she's, she's, she's got to rescue the team or rescue Reed or whatever this time around. Uh, right. Who is Reed order her around? Yeah. But no, she is, you know, she, like you said, she is normal. Like where it's like, she's the most normal way. She wants to have a life. Like she wants to, well, Johnny too, but she wants to have a life where, you know, she has a family, you know, she, fools around with Reed, you know, she wants to be in love. She wants to go shopping, hang out with the girlfriends or whatever. Um, and again, that's not Reed. Reed is Mr. Spock basically. And uh, he's more concerned about his test tubes than he is with, with Sue. Well, he, 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 they've softened that aspect of Reed over the years as well. But, you know, Reed Richards is, he's a scientist, but he's also a dad, you know, and like I said, that, that family aspect, they kind of have to capture where you could see these characters going in. If they if they bring Reed in and he's, like you said, a Mr. Spock, you know, 
that guy isn't going to eventually grow into the Reed Richards we know from the comic books. You know. All right. So anyway. Yeah, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next news story. Next news story. We were talking story. about Indiana Jones. All right. Yeah. Uh, Disney laid off 75 Pixar employees last week, including the director of Lightyear. And I could not be happier because they've been producing nothing but crap. I don't think it's, again, the 75 people that were laid off, they're not responsible for the crap that they have to do, the work that they have to do. But they got to change. They have to realize that they're no longer a profitable part of Disney anymore because they're making garbage. In the movies, it all starts and stops with the director. Yes. So... You know what? They can say whatever they want, but you know what? He made a movie. He followed a certain agenda. People didn't accept it. So it bombed. And of course, that's not a guy you just keep giving more and more chances to. You know, it's it, movies are too expensive, like we were just talking about a few minutes ago. Movies are too expensive to keep trusting someone to do that kind of work and it doesn't pay off so i get it um i i hope it's just i hope it keeps going i don't want anybody to lose their jobs but uh this is what's got to happen that people have got to be replaced to get disney back on course they got to go back to the old disney you know like where they weren't looking to make one particular group happy. They're looking to make everybody happy. Right. Exactly. That should be the goal. All right. Last one. Flash is not getting great reviews. Uh, it's got a 72 on Rotten Tomatoes right now and a 61 on Metacritic. It actually went up a little bit. I think it was 58, 59. But the critics don't seem to be liking this movie as much as the fans do. I'm not surprised. I, I'm skeptical from the very beginning. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm really only going to watch this for Michael Keaton. And that's not even really good enough to watch a film and have to see Ezra Miller everywhere. Hmm. I want him locked up. He belongs locked up. He doesn't belong in this movie. Well, I, I've read the spoilers of this movie. I won't say anything. Um, it's not as good as what people are making it seem. It's another Spider-Verse with a lot of Easter eggs, and you see a lot of characters from past but movies. But no, people will see it and go home and cry. Oh, no, people no, people are crying right now, you know. But Flash's story, I never thought was that interesting. I really didn't care about it. And, they, you know, they're, they're kind of going through it. But, yeah, I think people are just going to mostly enjoy Michael Keaton um, and the ending. I can't even tell you what the ending is, but I am so pissed. You know, it's the one ending I didn't want to see, and they did it. It's just annoys the hell out of me like you wouldn't believe. It's frustrating that they would even go that way. They didn't have to. They had another ending, and they reshot it. The first ending was much better. And so you've already uh, seen the film in my mind. I have, <laughs> no, I read the spoilers. Oh, and, uh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I think it'll be fun, but I don't think it's going to be a 10 out of 10. 
again, like how people are saying the Spider Verse is like the best movie ever. They're gonna say that with the Flash too. It's the best movie ever made in the history of film. You know, no, it's not. It's interesting. It's probably got a lot of fun action, but it's not gonna change people's lives. I don't know. I I still remember what was it the most the most the most the movie moment of the year where the Flash going into the Speed Force topped. Captain America finally saying Avengers Assemble. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, guys, I, I don't think so. There's something's not right here. But, you know, hey, we'll see it in what? Two more weeks it comes out? No, this week. This week. Okay. Well, no, yeah. This week coming up. Yeah. Elemental is coming up too. I, yeah. I, I don't know which one to see first. <laughs> I think I'm going to see both of them on the same day. Uh, well, good luck to you, Joseph Hogarty. Oh, I'll probably you. see the Flash, but Elemental, no desire. Well, I might write the review for it. So, uh, ah, so you gotta watch it. <laughs> you gotta suffer through it. But they might say, "Nah, you're right heard, enough." Did you hear anything about Echo when that's coming out? Yeah, it's coming out at the end of the year. Yeah, it's gonna be one. They're releasing all the episodes at once, which means that mm. it's not very good. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Secret Invasion's coming up soon. Yeah, Secret Invasion might be next week, I think. Secret Invasion. Um, yeah, Star Trek: Brave New World, uh, Strange New Worlds. That's coming too in a couple of weeks. Jeez, it's a lot. Okay. Well, Jack, you might have to be our Secret Invasion guy. I don't know who I'm going to watch it. And yeah, I agree. I'm skeptical. I mean, I love Samuel Jackson, but I don't know. Well, we'll see how it is. I miss the fact he doesn't—he he doesn't seem to be sporting the eye patch, though. I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like Nick Fury has lost the eye patch, and I don't know. That's just kind of one of those iconic things. It, it's probably Samuel Jackson is like, do I have to wear this mother effing eye patch? It itches and. They're like, uh, no, you don't have to if you don't want to. Good, I ain't wearing it anymore. I'd also rather have my... the scar makeup applied every day for several yeah, hours. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> when George Lucas says, well, what color lightsaber do you want? I want mm -hmm. purple. And, and it's like, well, there's only blue or, or, or red or green. I want purple. Okay, we'll make it purple. <laughs> you know? Probably the same sort of thing. Well, he, he, honestly, that's that was kind of smart of him because you can pick him out. Here he's got this giant purple glow stick. You could pick him out in scenes wherever he is. No, you definitely can. I, I notice him all the time whenever I see Attack of the Clones, which is rarely, you know, but yeah, it's just it's stupid. It doesn't, but now they have so many damn colored lightsabers it's ridiculous well i mean the, i i do remember the yellow the yellow has been around since uh remember the old the first came knights of the republic oh so that was before uh, that was attack of the clones that was uh, yeah that was before attack of the clones wow uh before the prequel trilogy i believe and uh that's when they introduced that you had uh, yellow as well. Yellow was uh, like the Jedi Sentinel. 
you know, and blue was guardian and green was consular. But I mean, that, that's been around for a while, but the uh, purple was a Samuel L. Jackson special. It's just ridiculous because there's yellow, there's gold, and there's orange. And they're, they're basically not too far off from one another. You know, it's just a way for Disney to make money now, you know? Yep. I mean, but I would get the purple one if I could. <laughs> oh, you would, Fedra. <laughs> Just to piss Pur me off. Purple's my favorite. Yep, and that too. <laughs> Be like, too bad, Joe. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. So, Jack, can you tell everyone where they can find you? You can always send me email at jackm at wdwnt.com. And Fedra. I'm on Instagram, and you can be my friend on Facebook, and email me at fedra at wdwnt.com. And if you want, you can email me at joe at wdwnt.com, or send me a friend request on Facebook. I'm also on the podcast for us to junk, where we go over the best movies of the 80s. And next week is Wall Street. Oh, how was, uh, what did you watch last week? We watched... Um, Didn't you do Risky Business? How did it we go? We watched Risky Business. That's <laughs> right. How did that go? It went pretty good. Except, you know, I kind of... I thought I, I said way too much. I gave way too much information about some things I probably shouldn't have said about my life. And some escapades that I had when I was... I think that's what makes the podcast interesting. I guess so, but, you know... I think it was more of a hat you had to be there sort of situation. Gotcha. <laughs> you know? Okay. Because it was a lot funnier when I, I was going through it, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, it's a fun podcast. If you guys get a chance, check it out. Also, check out WDW News Today, Disneyland News Today, as well as Universal Parks News Today for all your Disney Universal news. And finally, if you like our show and enjoy other WDWNT podcasts and like to become a Patreon supporter, please visit the WDWNT Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash WDWNT. So with that, this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert Season 9, Episode 22. So until next time, see ya. Good night, all. Be good to each other. Good night, everybody.